0: Hello everybody and welcome to Digital Wire Presents. Today we have Sarah Green who is a communications and public relations expert over at of character in Melbourne. Enjoy.
1: Uh, how's your David?
2: been? Um, pretty good. Actually like uh, really funny like as a day for media really good yeah. um, but really busy. We've got an announcement tomorrow that um, One of my clients is MYOB, um, the accounting software company. And um, we invited a minister, Victorian minister, the Victorian state elections are coming up and we invited a Victorian minister to come to our um, and do an announcement with us tomorrow. And because it's an election season, they've kind of like overrun it and they're making their own (laughs) announcement there. And and so it's going to be great for us. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: And then I got like just this, One of my clients, every now you know how every now and again, like just there's a situation that's really hard to crack.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, One of my clients just haven't been able to, you know, been doing little bits and pieces for them, but just haven't been able to crack like that really great moment. And then this morning, I just got an email from a journalist who is like on our top tier media for this client, out of the blue, just saying, "Hey, Sarah, um, you know, can I cover this story?" And I'm like, sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hopeful, it, hopefully time, <laughs> the day continues <laughs> like I, that.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, that's interesting. So, Be nice. <laughs> so, so, PR is kind of like you're kind of like waiting for these events to kind of pop up, like a lot of the time?
2: Yeah, it's sort of hard. I think um, PR, I think there's a lot okay. of elements to it. Uh, I think it's a mix of. Um having being a if you're good at if you're good at it hopefully sort of being a little bit of a journalist, like trying to help your clients uncover the story. And there's lots of times you'll speak to a client and they'll say, you know, this is really exciting, and you'll go, No, that's not exciting at all. But this bit of what you've just told me is exciting. Yeah, you know, sure. it's not <laughs> so
1: it's kinda of like it's drilling not... down to finding finding that exact part.
2: Yeah, exactly. So sometimes it's a bit like that, and then other times it's just having a good relationship with media so for example the story this morning or today that's come off the back of um me trying to like you know crack this like you know a really strong piece of coverage for one of our clients I actually just came off the fact that last, this journalist last week i managed to have like a full one hour chat with them i'm a mad tigers fan um, and they're a Mad Tigers fan as well. And oh, so I actually true, just yeah. caught up for a drink with them to talk about tigers and whatever, and then that led to today her probably reading my email more than she might have previously. You know, mm. journos get you know hundreds if not thousands of emails a day.
3: Sure. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. And so she probably looked at my email today um, a bit closer than she might have otherwise. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. So,
2: yeah, there's stuff like that. It's sort of um, push and pull all the time, I think.
1: Okay, do you I
0: mean do you find that the lines for like doing PRs like blurred between like work and just being like friendly?
2: Oh, like 100%. I mean? Like yeah. I really think that uh, at the end of the day, I always say um, it's about relationships and it's about just being helpful and problem solving and kind of having a can-do attitude. You know? So oh, right. I um always try to you know, a character, we always say, we try to go for the win-win, you know, yep. we know that it's it's not marketing. So we can't call up a newspaper or a media outlet and say, we want to run this ad. <laughs> they're not going to do that for us. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, we have to sit down with our clients and sort of help them understand what's going to be newsworthy and help them understand how they're going to, how they're going to be able to tell a story that will get editorial. Right, um, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully we work with journalists that um we understand what they want and what they're looking for so when we find stories we know to go to the we know which journalist is going to be interested in that story it's not just anyone that will be interested in any story it's
1: about like targeting the right kind of people as well for that exactly exactly do you find like a lot of your clients come to you with like maybe like a lot of crap then and then you kind of have to filter through and be like oh this is interesting that's not interesting
2: um i hope uh, usually we start with the strategy so I think okay. different um, that's that's probably going to be the hardest way to get results for a client it's actually much easier if you sort of you know come in and, and the first conversation you have with the client is more around like what is your business actually trying to do and and what um, what results are you looking for I was having this conversation with someone on Friday about how you um, uh, it was a, a product, um, a food product, mm-hmm. and they had spent most of their marketing and, and sort of PR time and effort um, on Instagram yep. and they just weren't seeing results. And I sort of said to them, you know, um, if, if you are trying to, if you know, let's go back to the start and think about what you're trying to achieve full stop yeah. because if you're trying to achieve brand awareness, when it comes to food instagram's probably a great place but if you're trying to achieve moving product instagram's probably not a good place for you instagram is a great place for any e-commerce particularly fashion mm-hmm. um, to move product
3: mm-hmm. but
2: it doesn't necess- it's not necessarily the right channel or the right medium to move you know different types of product so we always try to start with sit down with our clients and more try to understand what they're trying to do. And then PR might be one of, as in media, getting media coverage might be one of the channels that we use for one of the things that they're trying to achieve. But I think PR is broader than, um, you know, getting traditional media coverage is is now one of the tools in in a PR toolkit. It's no longer the only thing that a good, PR, a good PR person is looking at. They're looking at, you know, essentially who are the people that we need to influence and how can we influence them and sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you know, pitching them a story. Sometimes it's not a media person at all. Sometimes it's um, a, uh, you know, a, a, a venture capitalist or a um, expert in the industry that, that talks, you know, positively about the things that your business cares about or, um, of course, an Instagram influencer or, you know, lots of different people and you go, okay, right, what's our strategy for influencing them mm-hmm. and, and for getting them to understand more about the brand and getting them to um, do whatever behavior we're, we're wanting out of them.
0: Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is very niche, isn't it, Instagram? It's like a lot of little
2: pockets. <laughs> yeah, very right. true. Um,
0: all right, um, maybe we can uh, backtrack a little bit. Maybe we can, uh, if we can ask, you know, like a little details about yourself and about you know the uh, you are where you work. Those yeah. kinds
2: of things. <laughs> sure. sort of just jump straight in. So my name's Sarah Green. Um, I am a he- I'm partner and head of media relations at Of Character. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Of yeah. Character is a communications consultancy based in Melbourne, but working across Melbourne uh, or Australia and New Zealand. Um, we look after clients like Mercedes-Benz vans, so the van side of the business. Okay. Uh, oh wow! We look That's after cool. MYOB. Yep. Um, we look after PowerShop, Australia's greenest energy retailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with startups as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we work with uh, the state government. Um, And we specialise, I guess, in tech is what we say. We say we specialise in tech PR,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, uh, tech communications. All of our clients have some sort of lean in that way. So uh, PowerShop is a very big disruptor in the energy industry and is digital first. Um, Mercedes-Benz vans uh, globally have a vision to... um, shape and move, um, shape the transport industry, um, mm-hmm. and shape, um, you know, vehicle technology.
3: Yep.
2: Um, and NYOB, of course is, uh, a cloud accounting software. And then we work with lots of other tech brands and, um, and I guess ecosystems in Melbourne and Sydney as well. Okay. tech ecosystems
0: oh nice yeah I'm, i was i mean we were just looking through your site too we saw that and <laughs> we um, just launched i mean the, you're doing the launch of the x-class like the first ute of, of the mercedes yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that, yeah, was, that really was a cool. really
2: good one we yeah. loved yep so we've we've done um for mercedes-benz vans we've done yeah the ute um uh, we also mercedes-benz also have a few different vehicles mm-hmm. uh and they're just about to announce a new vehicle um, in their Sprinter range, so the next iteration of the Sprinter,
3: mm-hmm. which will
2: be, we'll see technology in it that has never been seen before um, uh, in a vehicle of of its kind. So, you know, we, we've got a we've got a um, interview that we're going to do just with um, the technology editor for the Australian.
1: Oh wow! Okay, oh, awesome, cool.
0: Okay, so what's like so what's like kind of the uh kind of getting into like the nitty gritty part of it so what kind of things do you actually do to kind of you know tell the story of these brands
2: um sure so i think uh sort of as i said as mentioned that when we were just having a chat um mm-hmm. we tend to try to start with what they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. um so we always start with the business strategy first um uh definitely there are times i'm sure you guys have the same thing where people come to you and they sort of go like we want you know, I saw I saw a story in the Herald Sun, and I want a story in the Herald Sun or Adelaide Advertiser, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. um, you know, you know I want I want a Facebook campaign or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, very but broad. what are you trying to achieve? You know, yeah. what yeah. what what actually do you want to do? So we always start with what is the business trying to achieve, and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once we understand what the business wants to achieve, if they want to build brand awareness, if they want to um, expand their um, audience to a new audience. So if someone like Mercedes-Benz Vans uh, came to us because they wanted to expand um Uh, the vans audience outside of the traditional market of, you know, kind of tradespeople and the Australia Posts and the um, ambulance of the world that are sort of buying fleet vehicles. Um, So, you know, we sort of have a brief, you know, their brief to us is sort of how do you expand it to a more lifestyle tech-focused and um, make vans cool, as we like to say. so, yeah, we, we sort of then start to look at who are we trying to influence and how are we trying to influence them mm-hmm. and then the strategy starts to form around that. So, you know, there'll be times where uh, we'll go, right, okay, um, we're trying to influence, uh, we're, we're, for Powershot. we're trying to, Build brand awareness and drive behavior change that leads to people switching to a more renewable energy company. So, yeah, what sure. are the tactics that we need to do there? And and for something like that, some of the tactics might be traditional PR. Might be right. We need you know we need mass media. How do we get um, Channel Nine News to cover us? Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times it it you know we might realize okay right for the types of people that are really going to. Um, care about renewable energy in Australia, you know, the right people, um, you know, there are really only three people that they're going to listen to and they, you know, follow those people on Twitter or they, you know, listen to those people at talks or, you know, so, so maybe we host a breakfast or, you know, an yeah, invite. Sure. Right,
3: right. So, it,
2: it sort of depends, I guess, what we're trying to achieve and then we go from there. Yeah. Well, it
1: sounds like you have like heaps of kind of variability in your approach for different campaigns. I was going to say like, what, of what, what, what kind of are your tools and how would you kind of break down a problem like that? So, you kind of start with this really specific goal for your client. Like that. But then, yeah, what leads you to maybe we'll have the breakfast or maybe do like a social campaign or something more traditional like you were saying? Is it like a pretty creative process?
2: Um, yeah, it, yeah. So, it definitely is creative. Uh, and I, I, think, I think we always start with, uh, so I guess, yeah, and then you look at demographics and, you know, the people that you're trying to reach, where are they? You yeah. know, you don't, um, you don't, create something and hope people are going to see it, you go, right, okay, look, we are trying to get millennials and they are reading pedestrian TV. So how do we get pedestrian TV or how do we get broadsheet? And, you know, for the brands that I've just spoken about that I work with, we you know, some of those brands, we definitely are trying to target um, millennials that read those kinds of publications. So sometimes you go, well, okay, we need to target these people, but, uh, you know the only way we're going to be able to make um, make content that's going to be relevant for those channels um, is to um, create an event or is to, um, uh, you know, speak to start some type of a possible even media by relationship where we figure out, you know, what where we work with the um, channel or the media outlet to go, well, you know, what content, these are our objectives. What mm-hmm. are your objectives?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, how can we create content that you will run on your channel that your, but also that your audience is going to find interesting?
3: Yeah, that could, sure. So it's like a partnership. That is sort of yeah.
2: slowly bland, br- that is slightly branded, whoever our brand is that we're trying to represent.
0: Okay. Is it is it hard trying to get that first like foot through the door? You know, trying to make those contacts initially. Like, I mean, have you had to do anything like like shady to try to you know get in front of those? <laughs>
2: <Shady>. <laughs> that's, shady. that's outlets um, <laughs> if I had done something shady do you yeah. think that <laughs> I would be telling you personally?
3: maybe <laughs> it's <laughs> worth trying
2: um, but no I don't think I mean I think in our business sort of um, reputation is everything and mm-hmm. again it's about relationships you know I yep. think at the end of the day um, it's just about making friends with people mm-hmm. knowing um, sort of networking and so knowing um, who's doing what? Remembering that life is long, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fr- a, pers- a friend of mine who I'm a g- great friends with, who the two of us used to work together um, in a previous life. He mm-hmm. is now the editor of, and I pitch of a you know um, millennial focused outlet, and I pitch to him once a week. Yeah. Um, but we've been mates for years. You know, we also talk yeah, about the footy and go and have a drink and. So you know, and but so it also means that there are times I go, look, how do I, um, you know, my client would really like a story, mm-hmm. tell me the truth, like how am I going to get into that publication, mm-hmm. um, and he can be really helpful, and then there are times, you know, but also he can say like it's just not going to fly, and you know, so if you want anything like that to fly, we're really going to need to, um, you know, work, work, you know, work out a way to make this happen. Okay.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: I think more than anything more and more it's becoming about relationships, particularly as the media landscape's changing so rapidly. Mm. Um, I think I sort of... We're we're shifting away from thinking of people as journalists. They definitely are journalists, but um, content creators, however they're going to Mm. um, write... They're going to continue to write content and um, or create content and be people with opinions in society that can influence change.
3: Yeah.
2: So it's just about you know having those relationships and um, being able to use them when needed and mm-hmm. I think also sort of being able to use them when needed means being able to not use them when needed too. I mean, we very much say, I was having a conversation with a client today, basically we were looking at sort of activity for the next 12 months and I said, you know, one of the things we need to focus on is think about when we don't talk to media, because one of the reasons, um, you know, the the people that you have relationships with will, you know, answer your call is also because you don't play that card too many times. You're not calling them every day, harassing them Mm. for different things. You're only doing it when you really think it's going to be relevant to them and when you really think they're going to be interested.
1: And so you are keeping it personal and like, I don't know, yeah, very very much and like, you know, they're thinking about them as well and what they need.
2: Yeah, and what they're covering, like what they're interested in, what they're covering, what their different media outlets also sort of change over sort of the course of, A few months. I'm I'm quite friendly with um, the chief of staff of Channel 9 News and every now and again we'll catch up and I'll say, oh, you know, do you guys have a focus? And he'll say, yeah, look, it's really interesting at the moment that, you know, we're constantly... We seem to be covering a lot of stories that are about... I don't know, health or technology mm. or whatever and uh, our audience is really responding. So I think we'll probably spend another few weeks looking at stories like that. Okay. So you have to and that's just good to go, relevant. okay, cool, yeah. right. Okay. You know, that's, that's maybe a lens that I need to put on um, something if I'm going to pitch it to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said before um, like one of the difficult things is to just like stand out in like this massive kind of crowded place. Like what are some of the strategies you use to deal with that?
2: Um, strategies to step, I think there's, uh, I think there's a few different ways. I think, um, having relationships. And I think that in terms of when I say having relationships, I mean, being good at relationships, it's actually a skill that not necessarily everyone can, people do well. Mm, Um, we have a, you know, we have a list of people that we're, that is sort of we're trying to, um, you know, build relationships with and have relationships with. And if you're good at that, you also kind of have a bit of a list of their likes, their dislikes, you know, if, if you were to get them a birthday present, what, you know, If they're a whiskey drinker or a gin drinker, or you know those kinds of things, so that so that you can keeping it super personal, yeah, yeah, so that you can have really interesting conversations with people, and and people feel like you're different than just every other person that they've got a network with at a boring work function.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
2: The other thing I think in terms of standing out is um, being easy to work with. So, particularly when you work with media, but also you know. Uh, influencers or uh, understanding what they need to get their job done um, so that if you've got a, um, a journalist coming to an event, um, they have all the pieces of information they need to write a story at the time. You know, you're not chasing your tail and you understand when their deadline is Or, or the same for... Um, influencers, if you know that they, you understand that they need these three things to write a really good blog for their audience or that they love, their audience loves giveaways and so they're going to tend to do things like that and that's going to be helpful to them. Mm -hmm. They're the kinds of things that help to stand out. I mean, I still think that there's a space where it's smart for um, celebrity. Um, and I think more and more, we're seeing brands in in terms of standing out. Um, more and more uh, brands need to have a purpose that is bigger than profit for shareholders. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think you they, said there some
1: statistic where what was it? Where like this, like, x, like you do like x percent better just by having like a purpose as part of your company's.
2: Yeah, uh, and yeah, the generation. Yeah. Um, below here um uh the generation below us so gen z mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. <laughs> that have been, they've been this is a stat from the u.s but um 80 of gen z say that they are more likely to buy from a brand whose vision and purpose they believe in
1: yeah okay sure
2: so i think that stuff um is becoming more and more important as well and I think particularly in um, uh, in a world where where as a community we're not real we're not we're not hundred percent sure that we can rely on um, political leaders to make the right decision for us mm-hmm. um, we're possibly voting with our wallets more and more
3: <laughs> yeah
1: sure that makes sense
0: Um do you find it hard to let's say i know you had a client that was kind of a bit more uh, traditional trying to get them to come on board with like using like a more niche like um influencer for example do, i mean i mean do you ever to, to, like any problems with that that kind of situations or, um have you had that kind of situation before
2: i definitely think that it's to be fair now not so much mm-hmm. um i think that Clients are probably a little bit further along the journey now, okay. but definitely um, in a previous role, um, we spent a lot of time uh, at the at the start of social media mm-hmm. and um, at the start of kind of the huge uh, popularity of websites like Pedestrian TV, Buzzfeed, um, those kinds of publications. Yep. It took a while for people to understand for, yeah, I so I was, that was my generation. So I was like BuzzFeed is where it's at. You know, (laughs) I loved BuzzFeed but trying to, when I'm 20 at the time when I was sort of 26, trying to convince um, my seniors that, like my managers, Mm -hmm. that BuzzFeed was going to shift product and, Help people and help our brand mm-hmm. um, was definitely a challenge, yeah. Yeah. but I think now kind of that it's
1: turned completely. Co-
2: yeah, that conversation's yeah. changed a bit now, which is good.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't know about BuzzFeed lately. I, I find most their articles kind of very like pop culture, <laughs> or unless they have like like different divisions, right?
2: Yeah, they do have different divisions, and yeah. some of the um, some very good um, age and SMH and you know writers that have left. Um, Fairfax have gone to BuzzFeed and they're oh, doing right. like BuzzFeed okay. political and that kind of technology and stuff.
3: Okay, yeah, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, because I'm um, um, around I'd say 2010. I used to be, like read BuzzFeed a lot, and I think th- and- th- yeah, this was like <laughs> I think they back- definitely used to more, yeah, yeah, like like um, you know, back when they had those badges, like they featured the badges a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So they're they're back to that. I think that they probably did have like a a short period where you could. Spend a lot of time finding out what cheese you were, yeah, and look. Yeah, yeah. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I was all about finding out what cheese I was like. <laughs> you um, loved it, nice. <laughs> but but yeah, I think that you know, there's all. I also think that there's a space for that. Like, you know, it's yeah, definitely. It's it's not my job to tell. Um, it's not my job to tell the media whether or not like what they're writing is, um are relevant mm-hmm. they're the ones telling me hey this is where my audience is like i'm writing this stuff and there are you know hundreds of thousands of people a month reading reading an article about whether or not you know finding out what kind of cheese you are or you know <laughs> yeah. or you know on pedestrian tv and junky and mashable mm-hmm. looking at reading stories with gifs in them and swear words and You know, it's about me helping a client understand that if you want those people, if you want that audience, Mm -hmm. you need to be comfortable with your brand um, being talked about in a much more colloquial down at the pub way.
0: Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I was was actually just about to ask that. Do you find that like copy has like changed drastically in recent times? Like it's just become a lot more like casual? Like just, just,
2: just the way um, things are written. It hasn't in terms of the way that uh, I write. Mm-hmm. Like the the bridge from a from like what I write for the client to ex- explain a, you know a, a story mm-hmm. through to but but what because I again I don't pretend to be an expert in. How to write an amazing article that's going to reach millennials?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm more likely to get the millennial publication that we want to that we're trying to reach and say, "How do you want to write the story?"
0: Right, right. Um. So, um, what's like, so you know, for for someone who's you know trying to get into PR and marketing, what would be some of your advice or like some of the things to avoid?
2: You know, just just when they're getting started. Um, advice and some of the things to avoid, um, I think I would say, ask, Mm -hmm. ask ask people to intern, if you can intern, ask Mm -hmm. people if you can, um, you know, come and work on an event with them. Most people will say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, when you send that email, make sure your spelling and grammar is (laughs) correct. Uh, I always, on my computer, I have the delay send. It's just every email I ever send is, you know, 30-second delay. Um, And it just is the best thing in the world. So (laughs) um, anyone in marketing PR would suggest if you don't have that on your (laughs) email, get it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, So Uh, uh, so ask. I would also say network. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Go to events. Mm -hmm. Um, Be really well read. Um, I read everything from, you know, every day I read everything from the AFR and the Australian through mm-hmm. to BuzzFeed and Pedestrian TV and it, it varies fro- it varies why I'm reading them. Right, right. Um, keep learning, but, you know, some, sometimes I'm reading to see if my uh, clients have been covered or topics that my clients, that would be relevant to my clients have been covered. Yeah. Other times I'm just, you know, procrastinating and wanting to know what happened on The Bachelor or something. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) nice. But all of that stuff is important. Like, you know, it's important for me to also understand, you know, what the news of the day, what people are talking about that day. Um, uh, I would follow people on Twitter, Mm -hmm. get a Twitter account and follow um, journalists Uh,
3: and...
2: Start to look. I, I we always sort of say start to look at um, advertising differently, and start to look at uh, when you read a news story. Start to see how it's put together. Start to see what the headline is and why it was that headline. Start to see what photos they included in the story, or did they include a video in the story? And because when you're pitching to media, or um, you, they're all the things that you're going to need to give the journalist.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: For the story, so you need to figure out okay, the Herald Sun likes lots of colour and movement and people in their story. Mm -hmm. Um, The AFR likes um, a headshot of a CEO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So it sounds like it's
1: just a matter of kind of breaking it down to make things basically just as easy as possible for them to kind of assemble. Exactly. Journalists are on
2: crazy Mm -hmm. deadlines every day. (laughs) Yeah, so you just give them the story and it makes life easier for them. Exactly. If they're going to take the story, you then need to just give them everything so that they can yeah. get it done. Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: I'm going back to the stuff before. Like you're saying, you kind of keep up with Buzzfeed. We've noticed, you know, that's kind of changed over the years. How much do you, you know, follow the tools, and how much of the tools kind of the trade changed over the years, and how are you kind of keeping up with all that?
2: Um. Yeah they they just have yeah. like they they definitely have. I I can't hand on heart say that. I've gotten a story that I'm really proud of in BuzzFeed or Pedestrian TV oh, or Mashable buzz- or Junkie without paying for it, yeah. really, like without putting some budget towards it. Yeah. Um, and that's just different. Like, and, and I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure I'm not like the most, you know, I think I'm pretty good at my job and I just don't, I think it's, that's just sort of a fact of life whereas, mm. again, having that conversation with my clients eight years ago was unheard of you know though it was just well that's not that's not what PR is you know but that line has sort of started to blur a bit more
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so that's changed um, I think traditional media in terms of um, TV and kind of the you know traditional print of um, news and Fairfax, is similar. I mean, I think one of the big things for uh, media and PR people over the last few years is just being aware of what a day in the life of a journalist is like now. Yeah. Um, you know, journalists don't have this. I'm going to have a job for the next thirty years. This is, you know, they've got a different vibe. And as again, when when I talk to people about. PR all the time, I say, you know, first things first, journalists are human, Mm -hmm. but they're not like, they're not a, um, uh, you know, hard to understand, uh, you know, yeah, Yeah. they're living in a landscape where um, they're possibly concerned if they're going to have a job in the next six months yeah. um, and you need to be aware of that in the way you deal with them and so in the way you deal with people, you know, on a person-to-person level. Uh-huh. So there's definitely, like, again, what I think has been in, not, you know, really sad to watch. Yeah. Um, but something that PR people have very much had to be aware of in the last few years is that uh, that changing landscape and the... The change in mood and atmosphere, um, uh, because of those changes that are going on.
0: Okay, has I mean, has the topic of you know um, like the recent Facebook scandal, like fake news and that, has that has that um, affected you at all? Like just the issues with fake news and like clickbaity, like. Journalism, that kind of I thing. definitely
2: think clickbaity journalism um, or click, I definitely think clickbaity articles.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know anyone that's writing that stuff. And actually a lot of that stuff kind of comes out of, um, uh, they're, they're coming out of um, not necessarily reputable sites. They're mm-hmm. coming from kind of third party um, uh, Sites, right, but I definitely yeah, think sure. that mm-hmm. um, rep. You know, m- most journalists aren't wanting to cover that stuff day to day. They got into journalism because they are super smart mm-hmm. um, and really interested in the world. Whether they're covering general news, technology, you know, even if they're covering pop culture, um, I very much believe that pop culture um, is a hugely reputable. Um, form of journalism it's mm-hmm. basically a reflection of society and as I sort of said before a reflection of you know what people are actually thinking or what a generation is you know
3: yeah, actually yeah, feeling yep.
2: and so uh, most journals or all the journals that I deal with and that I know well um, aren't working in that clickbaity space mm-hmm. one thing that I do think I guess has changed with journalism or that um, I'm fo- I'm loving in journalism um, at the moment is podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: me too. I love
2: podcasts. <laughs> I, know I know we're on one now. <laughs> I love podcasts, and yeah. you know, I wake up and listen to the Daily every morning, mm-hmm. which is the um, New York Times podcast. And
3: oh, cool, yeah. uh, Teacher's
2: Pet from the Australian has been amazing. Um, you know, there's some incredible. You know, the ABC have great podcasts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um that, you know, so I think that I'm really enjoying this new form of journalism. Yeah. Um and seeing journalists sort of going back to my point in terms of their content creators. They're people that want to um, you know, understand more about whatever part of the world that interests them, mm-hmm. whatever part of society that interests them. And I'm really enjoying seeing podcasts be a form that um they can do that.
1: All right. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. I totally agree. Like, I love podcasts, and I just, I think I like the general kind of accessibility, kind of new technology gives us. You know, like blogging platforms, and just, I think you get like a lot more genuine kind of characters and people kind of giving their thoughts on different things and reporting things, yeah, in their own way. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. Mm. Unless, I mean, I think with a podcast, you know, the fact that they've been able to do longer form um, stories, you know, storytelling. So, for example, with Teachers Pet, they've been, at, you know, if if that was a um, if that was a news story, a cold case news story that they wanted to cover in the, in the paper,
3: mm.
2: you know, it'd be one story. They wouldn't be able to give it the amount of time and, and detail, um, that they've been able to do Yeah, right. yeah. in through the podcast, through yeah. a, a medium like podcasting. It's yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, i was I'm actually reading this, um, like these stats recently and like with podcasts, um, People seem to be able to um, like get in connection with brands a lot better. Like in terms of recalling which brands were like uh, advertised and which podcasts, it's like really quite like
2: amazing. Like, I know yeah, podcast yeah. advertising is getting. You know, I was lucky enough to go to um, to go to South by Southwest this year, and I heard oh, wow. one okay. of my idols, Ira Glass, speak about podcasting. because oh, cool. obviously yeah, considered the godfather of, of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And he spoke about it and he was, you know, one of the things he touched on was the fact that, you know, even still the amount of people that listen to podcasts versus the amount of brands that are advertising or the lack of funding Mm and brands that are advertising in Mm -hmm. podcasts Mm -hmm. is incredible and it is just like at some point it is going to, you know, go crazy. And I, I I think that, you know, even though I love podcasts, I couldn't hand on heart really say to my clients, these are the three that will really reach your audience. Mm-hmm. I think we probably still need some more reporting and understanding around who is listening to what podcast at what time to sort of be able to give the advertising funding um, to that medium. Mm-hmm. But when it happens, it'll it'll be such an incredibly powerful tool for brands because, yeah, people... I wrote a blog once about the fact that... Um, Podcasts, when you find a podcast that you love, uh, you know, it makes you feel like they're your friends. Mm, You know, you you feel like those people that you're listening to, Mm -hmm. so, you know, are people that, you know, you're you're catching up with every week. Mm -hmm. And so when they or, you know, that um, show um, is advertising a brand, it feels more honest and it feels, you know, it, it's it feels more personal to you because of that connection and therefore, yeah. you're more likely to recall it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true because with with podcasts, you can actually like track stats, right? You can actually track who's listening and, you know, how many people are listening with like something like radio. I mean, you really have no idea, you know, how many people are listening, right?
2: Mm. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> All right, yeah,
0: I think we've uh, we've, we've had our time. So we've got... Well, cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: Thanks so much, guys. for cool. no, thinking cool. of yeah. us. We're so... Um... So lovely of you. It was such a lovely email to receive. And <laughs> oh, that's um
3: awesome.
2: I just so you know, just because um, I mean we're a you know small agency, so we're always very aware of um, our brand and uh-huh. how we represent ourselves. And just so you know, your team and M have uh-huh. been so great to deal with. Like oh, it's right.
1: felt oh, awesome. Thank you, you know, me.
2: completely on top of everything. Um, you know, briefed me really well, all of that stuff, which oh, great. Being that, like I, you know, we try to do that all the time for our brands because, mm. um, you know, people need to have, It's again, as we're saying, it's about relationships mm-hmm. and people need to have a good experience of us. But, yeah, I've had a really, um, I thought you guys were very professional oh, you awesome. know, Thanks so much. really well, on definitely. top of everything. I'll definitely
1: <laughs> let Em and Sam know. Thanks
2: so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Have right, a good thank night. Thank you. You too. you very much. Again. Bye.
3: See right. ya. Right. Bye.